hey, Naviru, the rest of the village kids and I were going to hop on our monsters and... Whoa! What's with all the monster eggs? Oh, this? This is just my monster collection. Collection? Why are you collecting monsters? Well, I got a letter from my cousin Meowth and Isu. He told me that over there, they're trying to collect all of their region's monsters for research. Wait, there's no way you're going to hatch all of these eggs. Well, that's the thing. My cousin told me they keep their monsters in little balls. I figured he meant eggs, because hell else are you going to get an old monster in a ball? But how are you going to research monsters if you're never going to hatch them? That part I haven't figured out yet. But look, I even make monsty decks. No offense, but people in your cousin's region are nuts. Hey, you take that back. Uh, Naviru, I just got back from the village gates. There's a horde of angry monsters there. I think they're mad because you took all of their eggs. Did your cousin also tell you how to deal with monsters that are pissed that they have their eggs stolen? Uh, no, he never mentioned anything about that. I'm gonna be monster meat! I guess the lesson here is there's no such thing as gotta catch them all when monsters are involved. Yeah, no wonder another people in other villages just kill them. Hey baby, here the game's a callin' Backlogs growing at a long race Mussin' And maybe you seem a bit confused Off he gamers Kev will set you straight <laughs> But Matt don't know what to do With those saga games or FFA He's playing again Neptunia games all over this place What is a boy to do? Hello and welcome to RPG Backtrack, your regular deep dive into your favorite RPGs. We are a production of RPGamer.com, bringing you such fine podcasts like RPG Cast, your weekly news show, Q&A Quest, your weekly feedback show, and we're your bi-weekly RPG nostalgia show. I'm your host, Kelly Ryan, and with me, my podcast partner in crime, the Rathalos of my Nargakuga. Mr. Matt Mason. Oh, you know, for the first time in quite a while, I got that all. And no wonder we're so cool. <laughs> we're so good together. Those are some cool monsters. Well, I, I had to just pick two at random because I couldn't think of a pair from that series. But I figured, eh, and any two things works for that joke. Yeah. Um, that, that being said, we are doing a Monster Hunter related thing today because it is Monster Hunter March, something that we just came up with while we were scheduling. But um, in, instead of a regular Monster Hunter, we're going to be doing Monster Hunter Stories 1 and 2. Um, we've also going to have two different segments this time around because we had some scheduling uh, conflicts. So this first half is going to have Wheels and Pascal. Say hi, guys. Hello. Hi, guys. Very excellent. And then the second one's going to have Phil. So salutations, Grelly Kyan. Um, <laughs> that, that was my Phil impression. But he's, he's not here tonight. Um, so, so, yeah, Monster Hunter Stories 1 and 2, the uh, sort of Pokemon spinoff to the series. Sorry, yes. <laughs> kind of. I, I feel I'm... like this is the only spinoff they have thus far. Am I right on that? Um, There's some other spinoff where you play as the cats, but it only came out in Japan. Oh, I want Ooh. that spinoff. I don't Why, really know what it is beyond that. <laughs> It's it's probably a mobile gotcha thing, but I mean no, I think it was, I think it was a 3ds game. Oh, okay, darn! I need to wait, I need wait, to wait. find no, this. I think it's a PSP. PSP. PSP, maybe. Yeah, you're, you're 
You're probably right. I, I need to find I, this just to play as kitties. Monster Hunter Diary. So is that Monster even Hunter more? Monster Hunter Diary at Poka Poka Iru Village. Is that even more cutesy and Disneyfied than Monster Hunter Stories? Yes. From the box art, I would go with yes. <laughs> yeah, that it that is extremely cute. Oh my god. Um. <laughs> if Monster Hunter Stories didn't make you want to vomit, play this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it, the funny wow. thing, it's developed wow. by From. It's developed by From Software, which the what? Dark Souls people. Oh, whoa. Yeah, developer From Software. Look at that. Put me in my place. Well, I mean, yeah. they've they've developed some weird things, like yeah. that weird, oh. terrible 360 RPG. I forget the name of it. Um, uh. th- Yeah, that doesn't narrow it down. <laughs> uh, uh. I, I know that they did 3D.Game Heroes. Not that one. There are um, Hello Kitty items in this game. I think they did a, a game called Theracene, which is like an adventure game. Yeah, um, th- there's a couple of YouTube videos that go over um, From's really weird non-Dark Souls games, and it's kind of an interesting watch. Hmm. Um, also, bringing it back to Monster Hunter, the, the models on that PSP box looks just like the Monster Hunter Villager that you can get in the DS uh, Animal Crossing game. Enchanted Arms is the game. Oh, that one. That is the From Software Giant. I think I have that one in my collection, but I have never played it. And something tells me I probably shouldn't waste my time. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I mean, since you say joint, it's a hit off the old From Software crack pipe. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, if we was doing an RPG cast, that would be a title. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> no, we're doing backtrack where we focus on one game, and it is Monster Hunter Stories. Um, we're going to take a quick musical into it, and then we'll be back and just dive right in. So stick around. Welcome to RPG Backtrack, where we are getting into Monster Hunter Stories 1 and 2. The first one was released in Japan for the Nintendo 3DS on October 8th, 2016, and then in North America (laughs) close to a year later on September 8th, 2017. And then they did an iOS version on September 25th, 2018. Um, Anybody here play the iOS version at all? I have. Oh, is that the one that you played to completion or was it the DS one? No, the 3DS version. Okay. I watched some I... footage of the iOS version. Today. Yeah, it, it's the exact same game. Because <laughs> Chris was telling me he liked the iOS version better, but it didn't have controller support. It does not. No, it does yeah. not. Touch Which, that I know, yeah. Which seems like an oversight. But yeah, so this is a spinoff of the monster, the mainline Monster Hunter series. Um, they basically wanted to have a regular role-playing game um, so that you could get the no- 
get to know the monsters a little bit better. And this concept has been around since 2010. Um, switching from the, the role from a hunter to a rider uh, gives you a little bit more spotlight on the monsters and then p- petting them and seeing them from their point of view. Uh, very cute. Um, so, so yeah, you ba- basically go through the game and go into monster dens and collect monster eggs. Luckily, you don't have to carry the egg all the way back to your village. And you get to fight them like Pokemon. Hey, at least you get to fight more than one at a time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you, you know, <laughs> Pokemon's been around for, what, 25 years now? And it annoys me that you can only, like, there's only double battles. Like, I wish yeah. they would do three on three. Hell, was there even a double battle in Scarlet and Violet? No. No, there wasn't. Um, so I, I believe the first game, it was pretty much just you and your monster. Did you get a human partner every once in a while? In Monster in, Hunter? Months, in Stories 1? I don't think so. No. Yeah, I, no. yeah, I didn't think so either. Um, Such a great addition in number two, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so your combat is uh, rock, paper, scissors combat, where the two monsters will square off. And you have power, speed, and technical boobs. And let's see, it's speed beats power, power beats tech, and tech beats speed. And just like their main game, the monsters kind of have tells. So you've got to basically predict what the what to counter it with so that you can do the face-off. And the, the better you do, you'll get to ra- raise up your kinship gauge and then ride the monster in battle. And th- then you're super powered after that and can do an ultimate move. And I don't know about you guys, but to me, that, that combat was endlessly satisfying. Oh, yes. Oh, no. <laughs> Quite you. Um, and I liked how the, the monsters would change what they use mid-battle, and you kind of have to try and figure out on the fly what they're changing to. Yeah, because when they enraged, um, they would really change things up so you couldn't just be mashing the A button over no. and over again. Um, well, and like then Pokemon, I, they had different moves. You know, yeah. they, they can use different moves. Yeah, and there's yeah. certain moves that like aren't necessarily tied to one of those types, so you can't like counter them with anything. Correct. Yeah, they can do like skills that you would pick from menu instead of just yeah. attacking. Like in a, like in a normal RPG, you know, you can just do attack, or you could actually pick a skill. And you're right, not all the skills had corresponding technical speed or power. I enjoyed doing the double attacks. If yes. you could match up with your monstie and get the ones that if you're both doing the same thing against whatever that week to winning the rock, paper, scissors, that was fun. Yeah. Basically, uh, gosh, I had a brain fart. Oh, and, and matching the, matching the attack also raises your kinship stone faster. Yes. That can fly up the scale doing those. So, so as far as the story goes, just kind of briefly summarizing it, you, um, you're in the village and you're, you're with a bunch of friends and you go, go to get a, a Rathalos egg and it hatches and you come back and a blighted Dargakuga um, basically burns the village to the ground and k- kills your friend's mom and supposedly kills the Rathalos. Um, and, the, and then well, you start before okay. you get too far. This was this is a big deal that the Rathalos actually hatched for you because normally you got to have that kinship kinship stone and go through a whole ritual for the monster to hatch. Right. But you are the chosen one. You know the rider among riders that it just hatched right for you. You didn't even have all the technical gear with you at the time. Nope. Um, but but yeah, then you kind of start out your journey a year later with the piece of the kinship stone. Um, and get get. 
course, do you get that Rathalos back immediately, or is that later? No, it's later in the game. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, and you also get your partner, uh, Naviru, who's kind of like your, I don't know, your, well, Na- Navi from Ocarina of Time. It's kind of how it helps you. Oh, his main job is to sniff the eggs to see if they're really stinky <laughs> or heavy. Um, stinkiness and heaviness kind of determines what egg you get. Mm-hmm. They don't um, really explain what, what, which of those properties are good. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I finally looked it up in the second one because I, I thought I did. You know, it seems like a heavier egg would be better than a lighter egg. And it is. And since they make a big deal about the stinkiness, because at the beginning, everything's light and has no smell. So you're right. I don't think it explains it. But as things changed from, oh, it's really light and has no smell, like the first 10 eggs I found, I started realizing, yeah, you want the heavier, you want the stinkier. Yeah, because the lighter ones basically give you just the trash monsters like the plain old velociraptors. But the stinkier, mm-hmm. heavy, heavier ones give you some of the named monsters. Kind of like, I, I have a monster list here. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you can get like the... And I'm going to butcher all of these names. You could get the Aptonloth, uh, Aptonoth, the, the b- b- bison, the ones that are basically outside the village all the time that you can, all the time that you just cut right down. Um, <laughs> and the Velociraptors at first, but then later you get some of the nicer, bigger monsters like the Zeros and the Yankatkus um, and all of that. And... You can also get a Ketsu, which is one of the grossest monsters oh. in the series. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I know. I yeah, and and your uh, monster, your hunter rank determines what kind of monsters you can ride. So yeah, the one star ones are kind of the weaker ones, and then um, I think in the main story it goes up to five because I know six was when you could get some of the really really rare ones after you finish the game. Oh yeah, and it, you're right. I never got one, but yeah, because I I finished the game and I was like, I'm gonna keep going, and then tried to catch a Kieran, and then got my head stomped in. It's like, yeah, I think I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I want the unicorn to be my friend, but it, it just put its hoof up my face. Kieran is no one's friend. Nope. That thing is a jerk. <laughs> but one of the things that I, I like about this game, now, but bear in mind, Pokemon Sun and Moon had just came out, and I think Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon were out. So they were just kind of barely flirting with the idea of having n- not using HMs anymore and having different Pokemon you ride around on and do traversal. This game, um, each monster in the game kind of has a different power that you can use to for it to be useful. Like the uh, Velociraptors can jump, so they can, you know, go across chasms. Uh, some of them can smash rocks. Um, some of them can detect different things on the map, like plants or mushrooms or other monsters. Or bugs. Uh, yeah, or bugs. And then later on in the game, you get swimming swimming powers. And mm-hmm. then later on in the game, you get flying powers. Actually, that's when you get the Rathalos. Yeah, and there's climbing as well. Yeah, yep. right. Um, so just a whole. So it not only behooves you to keep monsters around that have different battle abilities, but also different traversal abilities. Because I could not get over how huge this game was when I first booted it up. It's pretty big. Uh, no, by the way, this is a 3DS game. It's uh, big and beautiful. Yeah. yeah, just huge sprawling world. I got lost so many times in that opening area. 
uh, and a different variety of uh, areas that you could go around with. You know, I mean, I say that it's basically as as vast as a regular Monster Hunter game, just with ones that you ride. Um, Yeah, they had a demo for this a good month before it released. Mm-hmm. because I had zero interest in the Monster Hunter series. I'd tried before, and um, did, did the combat wasn't for me. I was like, nah, this isn't what I'm really looking for. And I don't know what made me think to try this, but I was like, nah. And I sunk a good five hours, because that first area was so big, you could put quite a bit of time into doing, if you want to do all the side quests of the first town, because the demo ran until you like went through the cave to the next... Mm-hmm town or area and yeah that was huge it was a wide it was like a valley surrounded on all sides but it was gigantic yeah the the demo kind of ended on a cliffhanger if i remember correctly like right before the narcogoga the blighted narcogoga attacks the village and it was like oh my god i've got to see what happens next because i was definitely that attack happens in the first few minutes, though, if I remember right. Yeah, no, it the demo ends when you are all done with the whole opening town stuff. Like, and the Nargakuga attacks before you ever go out into the field and start really playing. Yeah. Aww. It's basically like the opening cinematic still. I, I think see. you. I think you get to explore the village maybe for a minute, but and then it attacks. Like the game hasn't really started yet, and so mm-hmm. it immediately hits you with that like kind of scary, kind of spooky turn. I, I guess my memory must be failing me because I could have sworn that it ended right as the Narcacuca attacked. Because I that would have been remember... a good that would have been a good cliffhanger for sure. I mean, I, I... but you would have never been able to play with the uh, yeah. yeah getting the eggs and doing side <laughs> quests, ver- all those mechanics. Kelly's version of the demo would have actually interested me more. <laughs> I, well, I, that, that's why I'm confused because I, I know could have nothing, sworn, but I still want it. I, I mean, gr- yeah, granted, it was like what five years ago, but I could have sworn that it ended on such a cliffhanger that I pre-ordered the game right afterwards. I think I canceled. As a matter of fact, I canceled my Ease Eight Special Edition pre-order just so that I could afford this game because um, that was like a hundred dollars at the time. The, not the dot Monster Hunter stories, but um, it, the Ease 8 Special Edition. And then it's like, well, crap, I'm just going to cancel that pre-order and I'll buy Ease, the regular version of Ease 8 and Monster Hunter stories. So two games for the price of one. So, and, Kelly, I would explain what happened to you like this. Um, the reason you remember that as being the last thing that was in the demo, the attack, is because it's the last thing of any note that's in the demo. <laughs> Okay. So once that... the gameplay starts, it's just kind of like, hmm, <laughs> I don't know. Like it just kind of grinds its gears. It's yeah. Well, my feeling. Well, that, that, and and that makes sense. It was just like I want to find out why this Narcacuga has went insane, and you know, basically raised the village to the ground, and I want to see what's gonna happen. Um, and, and it was like that's a great that's a great way to end a demo, and now my memory is really going to fail me because I definitely don't remember how the Monster Hunter 2 uh, or the Stories 2 demo ended. I think sort of the same way where you were um, on the way to the next town or the next town or island. Probably because that one ended that that first island was pretty quick in the grand scheme of things. Again, probably like three or four hours and you get the Rathalos egg. Mm, the, yeah. The, what, what is it? Something wing Rathalos? Oh, ra- like, Ray's wing. Ray's wing. Rathalos. That's it. Yeah. Um, 
And then it's like, hey, we're going to take off to Elf Village. So, so Wheels, you're the Monster Hunter ex- expert of the, the four of us right now on the um, <laughs> podcast. Is Rathalos technically the, the series mascot? Mm, pretty much, yeah. Okay. That explains why he was pretty much the protagonist monster yeah. in those games then. I mean, I think that's one of the few monsters that's in essentially every monster hunter like if they ever release one without rathalos i think people would riot <laughs> yeah justifiably so yeah but I but mean, it also i also thought he was the mascot because that's the mountain final fantasy 14 yeah it's kind of the most well-known one and for obvious reasons i mean it's basically a cool looking dragon dragon with ears yeah I mean, no. none like the stories for what you know, little story there is in Monster Hunter basically never involve Rathalos, <laughs> but yeah, it's in all of them. Okay, I, I mean, all three of the, uh, the amiibo for both games are also uh, Rathalos. Uh, they, the, the amiibo for the first one had several different, right? Right, ones and those amiibos were really cool because so you can like take the riders off and. Mm-hmm put them on the other monsters uh, um, did, didn't come out here though i had to import them yeah i did too and they were actually relatively cheap until um years ago which was nice and they've all blown up in price <laughs> i think as the series <laughs> popularity has blown up yeah yeah because i picked them off off of amazon for like a song when they went on sale yeah same um and I, got a, the, I think I got a few from like PlayAsia, a few from eBay, but uh, except for maybe like one or two, they weren't crazy expensive. But now, good luck. <laughs> yep. See, I I only picked up Naviru, the Rathalos, and the Barrieth, the saber tooth wing cat thing. I think um, I have all of them except Naviru and uh the male protagonist type of the field female protagonist but it's basically the same same thing so yeah i th- i think the female protagonist one was the one i ended i ended up buying too um but all the amiibos unlock is just costumes and i oh no no, no 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 uh in months in monster stories one each of the amiibos unlocks the actual monster that they're writing oh, okay i i was yeah. long done with the game before i uh, oh yeah <laughs> got the amiibo yeah no in in two it they're basically like whatever i don't think i've even scanned all of them uh but yeah in one you actually get all those monsters so, so you, you, can, c- you can get like the green the that like wrath rathian the green rathian like really early in the game oh cool yeah they are very cool to have for one they're yeah like i said they're whatever for two but for one they're yeah okay my my bad once again it's been a while since i played the first game (laughs) and and yeah plus you know getting those amiibos long after i finished the game i didn't do anything with them well i I think a lot i don't think a lot of people know that anyway because you know they didn't release them here so it's Mm -hmm. not like it was an advertised feature but yeah yeah, that's what they do, and it even works in the U.S. version. Even I, I just dis- I assumed costumes because that's all amiibos do these days when they yeah. come out as unlock costumes. They've kind of toned that down a tad. Yeah, no, that was one of the rare cases where they actually did something really cool, which is why I went through the trouble. Yeah, um, and and then stories too had a handful of amiibo too that did come out here, but they were GameStop exclusive and they were available for like half a second. 
Um, I think I ended up importing the ones from uh, those ones from PlayAsia too because uh, GameStop waited until the very last minute to the announce. Monster Hunter Two ones. Yeah. Yeah, they've actually done a restock on them, and I oh. see them all the time. But okay. I did, I did the same thing as you. I imported them from Play Asia because there was like no pre-orders forever, and now I just see them everywhere, mocking me. <laughs> <laughs> eh, pay, paid a little more to guarantee them, because you know, if you wouldn't have, they would have never come out. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather be sure than have to worry about it. And and plus, I like the second game's Amiibos a little bit better, just because I th- I thought the cat was cooler. And yep. the collector's edition came with the raised wing. Yes, and that that one is really cool. Oh, it's it's one of my favorite amiibos. Um, I I even used the uh the Monster Hunter Stories one amiibo as a model to draw Rathalos a long time nice. ago. Um, yeah, that that thing is hard to draw, but that that's one of my better pictures. One of my more popular pictures on Tumblr too, believe it or not. Uh, but but we, I don't think we talked about two's story. I, I feel like the stories are kind of similar. Um, monsters going crazy, and you have a Rathalos that can help stop them. But yeah. in the second game, they think the Rathalos is causing the mayhem. Yeah. He's not all that welcome in the first game. Especially in that one big hunter city. Oh. I think it's the third zone. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like the stories in both these games have kind of the same focus that they do in Monster Hunter proper, which is not that much focus. Yes. Yeah. Like it's You're just, right, because in the second game you're what, the grandchild of, of the, the hero char- of the first game? Yeah. No, 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 no. I actually thought the same thing. And then I looked it up, and you're just the, you're the grandchild of some random hero. <laughs> okay. No. It seemed like they were heavily implying, but... I thought so, too. But then you, one of the characters you meet is from the first game, and for you to be the first protagonist's uh, grandchild doesn't really make any sense because that character hasn't aged very much. Well, they explain that away. They explain that, uh, it, is it one of the elf people? No. No, it's the girl that rides the, um, uh, what the heck is that? Ice Wyvern's name. Berioth, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I looked into that because I was confused too, but you were not the, you were not supposed to be the grandchild of the first game's protagonist. Okay. Uh, so, which makes it really confusing because I don't know why they set up your character like that. Yeah, the whole thing is about Red, Red, Red. Like, you're Red's grandkid. Yeah, no, and it heavily applies it. And calling him Red makes you just think of, like, Pokemon 1 and how they call <laughs> back to that the protagonist of the original Pokemon. But no, I, I'm very confused as to why they did that. <laughs> very confusing. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the story in both of these games. I thought that it was very um, heartwarming, um, mainly be, especially in the second So did Pascal one. in his review. Oh, boy. Pascal. Why is it oh, boy? <laughs> uh, well, I'm just assuming that was sarcasm. <laughs> it actually um, was not. Oh, okay. That's yeah, one no. of his... That's one of his bullet points. Whoa. But please don't ask me what it is. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's it fine. was a heartwarming story of friendship. I, it was very heartwarming, and it was all... Oh, God, the friendship. Well, that I remember. Heartwarming theme of friendship. I almost had the quote right. Yep. I mean... So, basically, it was it a JRPG. <laughs> They yeah. shove friendship so, down your throat at every turn. I get that's the whole selling point of, you know, you don't have to go so out and hunt the... Monsters. The real this monster is... hunting is the friends we made along the way. <laughs> Not the ones that sacrificed themselves for your armor. Well, you know, a 
think about that for just for a second. Like these games are all about like actually, you know, capturing and befriending these monsters, which is cool. Except that you still go out and you basically murder monsters for their parts to make gear. <laughs> oh, see, it, you murder you my review wheels a hundred times as many as you befriend. Yes, that was my that was one of my main points too. It's it sure is cute, um, and you know they shove friendship down your throat at every turn, and that's great. If only I didn't have to go out and kill, kill, kill all of their <laughs> their tribe and their family, and and um, also to point out, there's something super insidious about even stealing eggs out of nests to begin with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the opening sure scene, <laughs> the opening scene from monster for stories one and it's cute it really is and it has that like adventure sense because the hunter well what is he the the rider is running through the forest with a nabiru and they have an egg and they're kind of tossing the egg back and forth and they're being chased by a is that that a full-grown rathalos maybe i don't remember um and you know they're trying to escape and at the end they leap off a cliff and the thing is right on their tails and it's exciting until you think of what really just happened they just stole her (laughs) offspring that's you know the mom presumably she's trying to get back her family and they're making a game out of stealing her her child um it's it's kidnapping and stockholm syndrome and you know i'm your mommy now basically endangering this poor thing's kid because if you break that egg before it hatches well you just uh committed infanticide right and i mean that or made yourself a delicious omelet they could feed the entire never mind the genocide the monster genocide that you perform uh, throughout (laughs) the whole game but other than that it's super cute and friendly (laughs) and and full of friendship But whatever. Just, I mean, I know it's a game and otherwise it would just be, you know, you would just watch a, a movie, right? Like they, mm-hmm. you got to do something. Sure. Just as no, a it, side. It does. It does call into question a little bit, like how pissed that the uh, hunters are at you in these games. Like, oh, you dirty monster befrienders. Well, I mean, you're still as much yeah. of a hunter as any of them. You probably exactly. kill more monsters in I this can... game than you do in a regular monster hunter game. Oh, definitely. They're a lot harder another monster here you're just running into battle after battle after battle there goes three there goes six there goes nine it's been five minutes and i've killed 12 monsters yeah and and then in the second game if you're higher level than the monsters you can uh, skip battles you could just you just hit that button that's great <laughs> they just collapse mm-hmm. so they're not only do you kill them but their lives are so meaningless to you that <laughs> you don't even <laughs> give it a second gone a in second a flash breath yeah that- but um I mean, so I, I did, I pr- I guess I liked the story, but to me, it's more like I liked it compared to the other elements of the game. I, I honestly mm. don't remember too much of the story, but it definitely wasn't like, um, like a sore spot with me. Apparently, I liked it. Now, are you like me where if you don't care for the gameplay, you'll forgive it if, it, if the game has a decent story or do all the parts have to mesh well for you? Um, I, I don't know if that's true 100% of the time, but it, I could. I, I probably have in the past, yeah. It, it, if it's a really good story, that goes a long way for me. I don't think Monster Hunter Stories has a really good story, probably. Uh, no, I was going to say, I don't know fine. if that exactly applies in <clears throat> this one. It has a serviceable and kind of happy story. Mm. You it's know, not, they went with. It's not a negative to the game, but it's not correct. No. You're going to remember most. To me, the gameplay was more of a negative, so therefore the story ended up being one of the positives. But yeah, um, not 
it's not one that's going to make me forgive other shortcomings. So for you, you didn't really have something that stood out. I mean, you gave this a 3.5. We don't need to dance around that. Um, you it was, rated a 3.5. It was middle in your of memory. the road for yep. me. Your memory seems to be more of a 3.0. But uh, <laughs> <clears throat> not, not, just, no? um, not just my memory. I mean, um, like objectively, it's probably, a, you know, I, I gave it like a 3.5, even though my own enjoyment with it wasn't always a 3.5 does that make any sense mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah i, 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 I can know. see we, where it still has the we quality. all have to take ourselves out of the game a little bit to yeah review it so uh, what I, what i'm saying right now probably doesn't sound like i even found it to that particular level but that's just my you know i have my own preferences in what i you enjoy. love the graphics though i mean you you would have to be pretty cruel to to complain about the graphics here. It's a really good looking game. It is. I yeah. mean, you know, 3DS games aren't really known for their graphical fidelity, but this this one is just it, it, you could tell it's a late DS uh 3DS release because of how just shiny oh, yeah. those graphics are. I mean, that <laughs> and Monster Hunter 4 are just great. Capcom and, really was pushing that system like no one else really was. And was, so, a was, lot of animation with all the different monsters yep. that you can take into battle. Just so mm. much effort went into that. That was it. One of those ones that the 3D was so in, it, the, that the graphics were so intense that you couldn't turn on the 3D slider. Uh, I don't remember. I do not I recall. I will let you know shortly. I don't think I've ever played a game that that fits though, where they're so I, intense. There's a few. Um, the later Pokemon's you can't um, drag or. Dragon Quest Eight, you can't. Um, I Heck, think all Final... of the Dragon Quest games, <laughs> even the ones in the West, they didn't do anything with the 3DS. I mean, anything with the 3D. Um, the the Fire Emblem Warriors game, you famously couldn't because you basically needed that that extra <laughs> RAM just to run the game. Um, yeah, that one you even need. Isn't that the one you needed a new 3DS to run? Or you know, we, Zelda? Just, we just talked about this, and I want to say... Xenoblade was one of those. Xenoblade yeah. was. That was the flagship. Were there only like two or three or four games? I thought one of the there? Monster Hunter ones was. No. No? Uh, nope. Stories uses the 3D. Okay. Oh. I just fired it out to confirm. Yeah, Fire Emblem Warriors was a new 3DS game. Hyrule Warriors was not. Yeah, it was enhanced if you had new 3DS, but it was not required. So, so there you go. Um, see, I was the weirdo. I I liked playing games in 3D, but I I enjoyed it too. Ooh, so did I. Um, I I would turn it up and see see if it did any enhancements or anything, and if it was just kind of meh, pop out the UI, then I turned it back down. Um, yeah, I really only... enjoyed it on the Etrian Odyssey. Like it felt cool. It looked like the vines were coming at you. Or yeah, and it was really cool in Etrian Odyssey. I like that effect, but on most of the other RPGs, not so much because that's all they yeah. did with the 3D. Um, and then the, the, the Switch version, or not the Switch version, uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2 being on the Switch, just um, the, the extra graphics, graphical enhancements just made that game shine. Oh, yeah. It's just um, pretty. <laughs> uh, pr- pr- prettier <laughs> than Sword and Shield at the time? I mean, the time, did they fix it? I, I was I being know. mean there. <laughs> I, I don't think Sword and Shield didn't look bad when you 
were paused. It was fine. I think, yeah, yeah, it was paused. <laughs> I mean, those those games have a lot more running under the hood than either of these monster just stories games. Yeah, uh, and you know what? I'm looking at like just my bedroom that I'm in in Monster Hunter Stories Two right now. The amount of detail in there is ridiculous. Like I look up at the ceiling, yeah. and different boards have different grains in the wood, and like maps and vases and the bed sheets are wrinkled like the the graphics team that works on the monster hunter series are just beyond top notch (laughs) yeah would you say that stories looks better than let's say up to that point the mainline monster hunter games um not comparing to more recent stuff. That's not fair. It's tough to say because they're definitely different art styles. Well, very different. That's true. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm, I'm going to yeah. say no because I think if you go back and play even like Monster Hunter 4 and uh, Monster Hunter Generations on 3DS, like those big monsters have just crazy amounts of animation that you would not expect out of a 3ds game and to me that's more impressive than like the overall look maybe being a little better yes, I, I, sorry i have to admit i like the chibi art style of the story series just a little bit more mm-hmm. um just because i feel like it holds up better yeah that's fair it's it's super inviting just watching the opening scenes again and like the first time they show the village and you know it's it's if disney did monster hunter mm-hmm. oh yeah no no complaints about the graphics i uh, also remember chris pointing out chris from rpg cast pointing out to me that the elves only had what um three or yeah three fingers and i'm like wait what so i'm going to the elves in this the stories two village trying to look at their hands and like wow i can't believe i never noticed that before <laughs> If you turn the 3D slider on, one of their fingers pops out at you. (laughs) I'll let you guess which one. Yeah, I I honestly never really noticed that until I saw people complaining that the uh, amiibo for the elf girl had too many fingers. Well, maybe she's half elf. I think she has the correct number in the game. Uh, I think that was the issue. Oh, well. Kind of a massive oversight. (laughs) Did did they just take a model that they already had for some other amiibo? uh, Who knows? Mm -hmm. Um, I I guess just uh, get a nail file and file off that extra finger and... (laughs) should be good um so we, we covered all of, we covered pretty much everything i want to say um mm, i really enjoyed no. the music in this game i thought that it was beautiful sweeping kind of kind of that overture stuff for when you go into the uh huge areas for the first time um i loved exploring the areas by the way yeah um Especially after you get the flying mount, uh, mm-hmm. going off into it. I mean, I would go into every little nook and cranny to find tre- treasure chests just to see what was there. Um, in both games, by the way, not not just uh, stories one. Um, and, and and also when you when you uh, come across a new spot that, like, say, you, there's a rock to break or a place to dig. Um, trying to remember those spots so that you could come back with a monster deck, monster that could actually do those things um, was also fun, but also a little bit frustrating because it's like, oh my god, how am I going to, or am I going to remember this uh, 20 hours later? And 
Yeah. I'm going to call that a not fun thing. <laughs> well, I... in, in any game, by the way, I, that is, I know it's unrealistic to have a map mark itself to stuff that you missed if you haven't found it yet. But like, I enjoy that some modern games, well, just some games in general do that. I wouldn't call that a fun feature. I mean, it, it gives you a reason to keep a variety of monsters handy um, so that, and it's a, it's a Pokemon thing, I guess. You know, you're kind of encouraged to have a robust team in Pokemon. I, th- I think that was the same reason here. It's like, well, you need to keep an eye out for not only having monsters that can count- counter the different rock, paper, scissors things, but also being able to traverse easily so that you don't have to run all, all the way back okay. to the village. Yeah, there were also I- some instances where like, oh, we're in a volcano or you're in a really cold place where, oh, I need to have some monsters that can resist that otherwise they may have lose turns in battle from being too hot or too cold Hmm. correct i get the point of like the having them on hand to to make uh, exploration a little bit more fun i was just saying i don't enjoy having to manually remember where to return to later no i I don't enjoy that either um but go ahead does it mark on the map where there's like points to use certain abilities i don't remember I want to say there is. Oh, oh then, uh, I, then I misunderstood what you're saying. Then. No. It, no, okay. No, because no, okay. I'm thinking about going through. I've, I played the second one very recently. And like, because I, I kept walking into dungeons or the, um, what do they call them? Not the dungeons. Monster dens. The monster dens. And I'd be going through trying to clear out a monster den. And I'd keep running into stupid places where vines were there. It, what it does mark is like, um, Depending on different monsters you have, you might see the locations of monsters. Some monsters can see where other monsters are in the map. They put them on the map. Um, I think treasure chests are pretty much always shown as long as you get close enough and stuff like that. And then sometimes I'd be like, how am I going to get to this thing? And literally I had to walk around and visually see the vine and be like, ah, I don't have a vine guy. <laughs> Not having a vine guy happened a lot. <laughs> and I, I completely f- forgot to mention how you quote unquote catch monsters in this game. Um, basically, anytime you beat one, they have a chance to run back to their den and mm-hmm. The den shows up on the map, and you can go into it, and that's where you pick your egg. I, I brought up the stinky egg thing. I didn't bring up the running back to the den thing. But dens just also randomly spawn on the map, and yeah. if you're lucky enough, you'll see a gold one, and the gold mm-hmm. dens are more likely to have some of the nicer monsters. You can also hit a monster with paintballs and yep. and then defeat them, and then it basically guarantees that they will spawn the den. So it increases the chance. Increases the chance. It's a literal system of adding insult to injury. (laughs) First you beat them, and then you steal their offspring. Yeah, it's pretty pretty messed up when you think about it. I mean, nobody ever said Pokemon was ethical either. No. Um, you, and, and so you keep bringing up Pokemon. So I th- honestly, I kind of think that's one of the reasons why stories doesn't really go over that well with me. Just like Matt, I'm I'm not a Monster Hunter fan, and it's never I've tried it, but it didn't appeal to me. So mm-hmm. I thought like, oh great, like a turn-based RPG version of it. I mean, looks great, like we said. So kind of excited to try see if that will finally make me a, sort of like a Monster Hunter fan. Um, but I've also never been a Pokemon fan, so I wonder if between those two, I was just too far removed from you know the stuff that's here in in stories. I just never really had a chance to uh, with me. Probably. <laughs> so yeah, you, also, you're not a you're not a fan of the series nor the genre the series went, went to here. <laughs> 
it's, so, a, it's a double pretty, whammy from you. Pr- seems like my pretty standard MO at this point, <laughs> to be real honest. Hey, well, the uh, earn a 3.5 from someone who's <clears throat> not a fan of the genre nor the source material, you know? Mm. Think about that. That says some good things. I mean, that that's a sign of a quality game. Yeah. At least in my sure. mind. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't like the gameplay, really, the quests and stuff. To me, it was... Um, well, Kelly, you kind of already encapsulated it when you asked about story. And from what I remember, it's to progress the story along, you have to grind through these like repetitive either kill or collect quests. Yes. A little bit, I want to say like a little bit MMO-ish kind of. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how my baseline Monster Hunter is too. Yeah. And so, um, no? Okay, I don't know. It, no. it definitely didn't appeal to me, well, the, the the progression well, system. I mean, is, baseline so. Monster Hunter, yes, you have to grind like the same monster over and over again if you're trying to make specific gear. But the actual quests to like progress to different levels are beat this one monster and then beat this other monster. There's actually yeah. no repetition whatsoever. You are right, because you'll get to a village, and they'll have a series of problems. And that series of problems is always one monster at a time. And it's getting you to... It, it forces you to get out there and explore every nook and cranny of the local area. Because they'll be like, oh, two kids went missing. Like... Can you go search the forest for him? Well, of course, there's a boss kind of at the end of that. Then the next one's like, oh, we've heard some bad things are going down on a good old, you know, Charmander Hill yeah. over there. And you go to Charmander <laughs> Hill. I, and it's... I, I Which think... game are you talking about right now? Stories? <laughs> Stories. Yeah, I well, think like, this game, like of the stuff. main series, how much you want to grind is kind of up to you. Like you can, I got through most of the game kind of just taking the critical path for the most part, but there's a lot of side quests and you can just spend lots of time exploring or like hunting down certain monsters for certain parts to get the really good gear or whatever you want. Yeah, you can Um, grind on those special monsters, you're right. Yeah, but to some extent, it's you don't really have to do a lot of grinding if you don't want to. Uh, Matt, you should never use the phrase, you can grind on special monsters again. Listen, you you do what you want to in a game. And and Wills, when I was talking about the the kind of standard MMO quest, I was talking more about those ones that you kind of keep on in the background, like collect 20 bucks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kill a couple of bomb badgers, and that's basically kind of your busy work. Yeah, yeah, there's a quest board in every town. Yeah, I honestly would just accept those, and if I happen to finish any of them through the regular progress, I would do them, but I would not actually seek to complete them. I sought to complete them because <laughs> I'm OCD like that, but also because yeah. they were a pretty decent source of money and materials, mm-hmm. as and, is most RPGs. And in the second one, every you used to get a quest for every single like little mini boss that you was. Like Will said, like it's mainly a series of go beat this monster, go beat this monster, go beat this monster. And the second you beat that monster, there'd be a quest that pops up like, oh, the blah 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 is at it again. Go yeah. beat it. And, and, after you beat one those monsters you may go like to the blacksmith and see oh there's all this new gear i can now get if i go fight this monster some more times which is correct exactly how mainline monster hunter is so uh mr monster hunter guru do you think that this game would be a good introduction to the series for a a newbie just to kind of get used to the how quests work and other Um, things to some extent i would say yes um but i feel like some of like the mechanics for how the game works expect you to 
already know. Like, if you you have never played Monster Hunter, you may go into this and be like, well, why do I have these, like, three three hearts for when I die? I can come back. That's weird. Which is just an exact uh, reference to how in Monster Hunter, when you're doing a quest, you and any people you're doing it with could die a total number of three times before you fail the quest. Oh, say I never knew that. Yeah. Otherwise, it may seem just weird. Um, but I mean, just for like getting to know like what the different monsters are and just getting a feel for, oh, I kill this big monster and now there's new gear I can unlock for that one and then I can go hunt it some more and get the parts. It does kind of give you a feel for what mainline Monster Hunter was is like. Um, but then again, it may also create the expectation that there's more monster story in Monster Hunter than there is. <laughs> yep. Which there really isn't. Not to say there's none. There definitely is not none. Uh, and some of them have more interesting stories than others. But yeah, for the most part, um, if you come go into this as your first Monster Hunter and then expect the main series to have plot as a positive, you are heading down the wrong road. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we, I, I'd say that Monster Hunter is more accessible than it's ever been. Oh, yeah. And th- thanks to the game that we're going to be talking about the next show. Um, just, just a little hint there. I'm sure you'll know what, what it is. Um, My I, we'll, we'll, favorite we'll mainline ri- game. We'll rise to the occasion. <laughs> um, so, Hey, Pascal, you're playing with uh, Rize right now, right? What? Oh, that's different <laughs> Rize. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, oh yes. That, well, I've just gotten there, so I barely even know what joke you're making. So, <laughs> That's fine. Persona Rise, Rize, you know, as, as you pronounce things. I, I, ca- I cannot wait to talk about that dumb joke next time. Oh, God. <laughs> but, Phil, but now... Phil beat that joke to death. They all beat that joke. You'll never today. see it coming. <laughs> and he'll probably use that knowing that it's the wrong persona to reference. Just, well, I can't we'll, hear you. We'll likely have Phil on that show, too. Um, uh, fingers. Well, yeah, we will because Wheels changed his uh, work date or tried to make sure that. He no, could. I was I was all set. I just thought maybe we had already scheduled that one for a Wednesday, but we hadn't. I, and it's already on, it's been on my calendar. We're all good. Awesome. So. Um, round table lightning round. Um, favorite monster in either game? Uh, Ketsu. <laughs> you Cause gotta ride the giant penis, huh? It's somehow they made the grossest looking monster in Monster Hunter look cute. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Even if, oh. even if it still looks a little gross. Oh and man, I didn't even want to fight them because I was like, I, I can't see that squirming on my screen. I managed to catch like the red variant of it. It was. Oh, I did mm, too. Yeah. So there. Yeah. You know, it's kind of cool. And the the fun thing about this game is that you can name your monsters, and yes, <laughs> I definitely gave that one a dirty name. <laughs> um, as far as my favorite monster, I really liked the Rathalos. Um, the the main monster or the main monster Rathalos that you get in both games. Games. But I, I also like the Berioth, the the saber tooth cat winged thing. Um, I even bought the amiibo of that particular one because I I like that it was a saber tooth cat, and I think that it has a really cool design. Yeah. Um, at some point, I would like to draw the, try to draw that one too. And in the second game, 
I really, I really like that you could get uh, Mitsuzune, the giant. Um, I, I, it looks like an Eastern dragon to me. Uh, that, that's all pink and purple and stuff. That was oh, one yeah. of my fa- favorite monsters to use. And when I, I reached the point to where I kind of needed to swap that one out, I was so sad because I, I found something that was just slightly better. Um, at some point, I want to get me a Mitsuzune plush because I just think that those modern monsters are so pretty. They're really cool. Um, they remind me of uh, Falcor from Neverending Story, only meaner and can can zap me. Yeah, and Barioth's really cool too. I think that was actually the featured monster for Freedom Freedom Two. One of the probably one of the introductions to Monster Hunter for a lot of people in the West. Yeah, because Fr- Freedom 2 was one of the last ones on the PSP, wasn't it? Yeah, yep. Freedom and then Freedom New Unite. Okay. Which, which yeah. was just 2G. Because uh, we get, we did get Unite here, I remember. We and did, it, yeah. It was on sale on PSN all the time, so I'm sure everybody that's an RPG fan picked it up. Uh, Matt, Matt, did you have a favorite monster? Or? I did. I, uh, I, I remember nothing about who my party members or what they look like in the first one. But I have been really enjoying the uh, Nargakuga. Yes. The uh, slinky little black guy. Um, kind of reminds me of How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah. It, it, to the me, dark it was... Toothless, yeah. To me, it reminds me of a cross between a parakeet and a bat. <laughs> yeah, the bat the bat comes really through. I do like the uh, the Basarios, Basarios line of monsters in the game, too. I've got a ruby one right now, um, just because, and I believe there's an emerald and another kind, too. All oh, the little the... rocks growing all over them are, like, low. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, not fun when you accidentally run into one, though. As they they are tough to hit. <laughs> Well, that that only that they burrow in the ground, so you think they're just normal rocks until you um. Act, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's it. how you uh. Yeah, that's how you encounter them that first time, don't you? <laughs> yeah, um, they they do that in the mainline games too, where you think it's just normal rocks, and then oh god, it's it's chasing me. <laughs> um, I think you can actually mine the rocks on top of that thing in the main series, <laughs> which is kind of funny. <laughs> um, pa- Pascal, did you have a favorite monster? Um. <laughs> Sure. No, I don't know. I'm sure I probably did. Had something I used more. But you thought I was going to reinstall the game to check no. out? No. I, I just, um, I just I, didn't know if there was one that stuck out in your mind enough for you to remember. No. Um, but I did look at a list of the different monsters to see if one, if a name like sounded familiar. I was hoping maybe something would, would click. Uh, it, it's it's honestly pro- just probably something um, like a Baryoth or something. Seems like I might have used it a lot. Mm. It, or I don't remember this one at all, but I'm going to go ahead and pick it on the name. So I'll say the Great Poogie is my favorite. <laughs> Which one was the Great Poogie? Hell, I don't know. I don't think I ever had that one. Um, but it's um, on this list that I found. The Great Poogie is a pig. Yeah, I, that's the special one I think that you can't even get through normal gameplay. <laughs> that was definitely my favorite. Yes. Yeah, giant pig. Because uh, I'm I'm looking at the list for what Monster Hunter Stories one, and there's a uh, Eponia and Kumashira, the uh, the Black Bear TV host, and I think that those aren't even available, or if they are, they're like event ones or something. So, but that's cool. No, no worries. Um, did, did, does anybody have any special 
memories tied to this game at all? Either of them? Uh, I remember exactly where I was when the second game was announced. I was sitting in a parking lot going to Target for something during that Nintendo Direct. <laughs> and like the the obviously started with Monster Hunter Rise, so I was sitting there going nuts in my car, and then you know sat there for a bit to watch the whole thing, and it got to Monster Hunter Stories. I'm like, what the hell is this? And once I realized what it was, I lost my shit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, I'll never forget watching that, sitting in my car watching that Nintendo Direct. It's a good time. Did it I... live up to your expectations? Yeah, I'd say so. Both of those games did. Maybe but probably not, rise more than stories too. Um, yeah, I meant more. I was thinking more of stories, like just wondering if that. Oh, I misunderstood. Is that the which one did you lose your shit over? Both of them, really. Okay, but they're not. They didn't replace like the mainline series for you. No. Okay. No, I think I mostly I got got excited for stories too because it was unexpected. Like Rise, we knew there were heavy rumors constantly that there was going to be a Monster Hunter on Switch, uh, so that was not a surprise at all. But a stories too coming out of the blue is exciting. Yeah, that that was a surprise to me too, especially finding out that um, stories one didn't really sell all that well. And I was looking at the research, Stories 2 sold so well that it was three times the lifetime sales of the first game. That's insane. I think, uh, it's, I think it's funny. I remember when it got announced, I think suddenly people started buying up the first game on 3DS or something. Yeah, it, it makes it's sense. Something weird like that. Uh, was it released physically? Yeah. The first game? Yeah. It came out like super late. I think it was published by Nintendo. And I have a feeling it probably came out to coincide with the release of the uh, mediocre Monster Hunter Stories anime. And then not only that, I, I forgot to mention that Stories 2 had a PC release that topped the global Steam Steam charts in its first week, which um, set a record. Or rather, it beat Persona 4 Golden for one of the most popular JRPGs on the platform, which is a lot given that at the time, there weren't really a lot of JRPGs. But Monster Hunter, just as a name brand in general, has gained much more traction in the oh, yeah. last couple Sounds of years. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be part of why Stories 2 did better, no? I mean, I'm sure it helped between the uh, the boost with Rise and it just it being a Switch game and um, more, more people being into the series than ever. And then making it more, more, more um, like, I guess, user-friendly to get into. Yeah. Right? Like refined. I mean, I never did, but. Oh, yeah. It's it's easier to get into a Monster Hunter game more now than ever. Um, th thanks to World, mostly because that being on a console helped and then Switch. Yeah. I just, I feel like just that and just having like regular online play was what the series needed all along. And yeah, like the, the one time we'd gotten like good online before that, or the few times we'd good, gotten good online before that had been like the Monster Games on 3DS, which it's not kind of a, just a niche audience there. And like the Wii U and Wii online game, it's just, I mean, you could see there was an audience for this game just based on how big things like Diablo and other like, grindy rpgs are it just needed the right release to catch on and yeah physical copies of the american cart just just the cart alone is going for 60 bucks right now on ebay Jeez. um brand new factory sealed you're looking at 80 
Hmm. Um, so yeah, late late release um, combined with probably combined with the eShop shutting down. Yeah, <laughs> that that doesn't point. help. Um, I hope that they do a re-release of this at some point, but I wouldn't count on it. But hey, uh, you know, to be honest, I mean, Stories 2 is just as good of a game, so you could always get into that one. Yeah, I don't think it'd be too hard, though, because it's, I mean, it, they have the iOS release, and it never used much for them, the bottom screen anyway. Yeah, um... As far as my special memory, so you know how Nintendo, like all of the game companies every year do that thing where they show you what you played the most and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I did mine um, that year. When did Stories 2 come out? 2021. And it said that the game that I played the most in a single day was Stories. Apparently for what it said was 14 hours straight. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, and I was like, wait. Did I go on a bender? And yeah, I did because it was in August and I was on vacation and I think my husband was under the weather or something. So we really couldn't go anywhere. So I pretty much just went downstairs, camped out in my uh, my man slash woman cave and just played that all day. I think I might have taken a nap at one point. (laughs) And obviously I went and got some food, but I... I do have memories of the bender and it was, uh, I think I was trying to finish the game because um, a trails game was coming out the next month and I wanted to be done with stories, which kind of makes sense given the trails is really scheduled. But yeah, that's my monster hunter stories memory. Well, mine goes into a couple things we've already talked about. It's funny you bring up stories. Um, I got a Vita right around the beginning of summer in 2017. Got it really cheap off somebody just on Facebook Marketplace um, and immediately started playing Persona 4 Golden, as one does with a Vita. And right after that, I was like, you know, what what series have I missed out on that I can get into? Oh, everybody's talked about this Trails in the Sky. You know, let me get into that. So immediately started and I never had a PSP, so got the PSP version of Trails in the Sky off the eShop, um, what is it, the Sony shop. And I was playing through that when somehow, like I said, I really can't remember how I got keyed in and I want this game. I remember stopping, though, um, playing the Vita for a couple days and like sinking four to five hours in the demo for this. And then afterwards, like, oh, my gosh, I need to. That demo came out a good month before, I want to say maybe even six weeks and completing it in just a couple days. I was like, oh, I was having fun with Trails in the Sky and I went back to Trails in the Sky, but it would just like felt like such a long wait to wait those three to four weeks then for the first one to come out and played it right through. Really loved it. Uh, the second one I was very excited for, put in a couple hours. I think I got onto the Great Plains there outside the uh, second town with the little elf people. And I don't know, I, every main quest from that town, you just had to keep going farther and farther and farther. And I got up to the Basarios or whatever those rock monsters was. And I think that's the last place. And I just ended about 10 hours in and didn't pick it up again until we put this on our schedule. And I was like, eh, you know what? Eight, 10 hours. I'd better restart this. It's been two plus years. So I played it all January and I can't remember what happened right at the beginning of February. Um, I think I picked up, uh, realized our library was having some games that I could pick up and try out 
for a week at a time. And that led into getting the Octopath Traveler review. And now that that's all done, I'm like excited to finish up. I think I'm, I'm 35 hours into it. Um, I haven't done a lot of side quests. More like you guys said, I just picked them up along the way. And so it looks like I have five, no more than 10 hours left. I'll finish that this spring break. It, you, you won't be disappointed. It's it's no, it, it, it was fun. I'm like, I, I, I kind of can see where I might have got distracted two years ago. I don't know what I was playing at exactly that time, but yeah, this time I picked it up and put 35 hours into it, like in two weeks, which is quite a bit of, for me. And pa- 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 finally, Pascal, do, do you remember? It was the anything? first time on RPG cast. I think I got to be kind of contrarian. <laughs> I wasn't like, you know, really enjoying it that much while I was playing through it. And that was during the, the stint of time that I w- used to be on RPG cast occasionally. Um, I think it was also the first game for the site that I like couldn't wait for credits to roll to finally <laughs> get through. Um, but mostly that's just because it's kind of a, it was a, it's a little bit of a long haul. Um, I think it's like 50 hours or so. Yeah. It, it can be pretty, in, pretty intense. Um, just a, just a little on the long side, <laughs> charitably I, speaking. I mean, I had pretty much had to just tell myself, okay, stop trying to collect everything and just beat the game both times. <laughs> um, mm. Stories one and two. Yeah, I'm like you like uh, in that regard too, I think. And, and then to kind of close us out, I have another story that will transition into our next segment with Phil. Um, so the, the two stories too came with the collector's edition. <laughs> and through some weirdness would it was I think it was a GameStop exclusive and through some weirdness through their site I ended up ordering two collectors editions and could not cancel the second one. <laughs> so I, I'm like fine I can just take it to the physical GameStop to return it but let me just see if anybody on RP Gamer wants it because you know GameStop being GameStop it's a pa- pain in the ass to pre-order and, he's, and, and this was at the time when botting on uh, websites to get stuff was awful um, so I, I figured that anybody uh, that would want it on RP Gamer I would charge them just a flat hundred bucks um, I would eat the shipping just to send it to them. And I, I just, re- you laughed, Matt. I just remembered that, oh, yeah, you was interested in this before uh, I ended up sending it to Phil. I did. And I was like, you know what? I'm glad you're sending it to Phil because Phil's going to open it. I'm going to leave it sealed, probably get to it years later. <laughs> Which here, <laughs> here I am. It's years later. I finally started playing it again this January. And uh, yeah, and, no. And then you said Phil had it. I'm like, good. You know what? He'll he'll open it and play it right now. Yeah, Me, I and, probably would have. It might still be in the case. I might have sold it for two hundred dollars here a year, two years later. Oh, you could have made a mint. But the but, look on Phil's face, which I never saw, was probably worth it. Well, yeah, because he <laughs> he live streamed the unboxing. Didn't he? Yeah. I remember hearing that he was going to do that, and I was like, oh, well, good. That, that's a better use of this. And what was even more hilarious is that, so I got into 3D printing at the time, and I had 3D printed you all of those slimes. Mm-hmm. And I had a butt-ton of them left over, you know, just through various experimentation stuff. So I ended up sending Phil a couple of slimes, and he unboxes this live on stream. And I was like, oh, I mean, freaks out, just, oh, my God, slimes, they look so cute. And was showing his <laughs> wife, and... um. It's like they look like candy, and I had to say, no, don't eat those. <laughs> no, they look, they, yeah, I mean, slime being translucent and uh, that size I, would definitely look like a can piece of candy. I, I know that they look like forbidden gummy bears, but you, I bear no responsibility if you swallow one, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, yeah, um, I'll ask Phil more about that when I talk with him. It's, it's going to be tomorrow for me. It's probably going to be a matter of seconds for you guys. Um, is there anything else you guys want to add before I, we switch over to Phil? Uh, I would just say that uh, there's a lot of Pokemon clones, let's say, that kind of try and stick too close to Pokemon and end up just being pale imitations. And what I really liked about these two games is they really set out to be their own thing distinct from just being you know this is pokemon but a different series or whatever it really has its own distinct feel despite you know you're going to collect some monsters and whatnot but it really manages to be a bit different and i really appreciated that about these games i mean it feels like part of the monster hunter series doesn't it yeah mm-hmm. yeah it really does yeah i it, i feel the same like that with the dragon quest monsters like the battles in there feel like dragon quest games they don't feel like pokemon yeah um kind of this you know there's a lot of pokey clones like you said i mean this has got yes monster collecting at its heart but it's also completely monster hunter yeah that's that's really what i want from any sort of pokemon clone just do your own thing like obviously if you you're playing a game like that you want the collecting but just you know find your own groove mm-hmm. no i i agree especially since you know that there are other quote-unquote pokemon clones that were pokemon before pokemon was a thing um see shimagami tensei yeah so there, there's more than one way to pokemon <laughs> for sure um and, and it's funny there's more we, than one way to skin a rapalos Oh, <laughs> oh, there you go. There's your other title. Yeah, <laughs> but I but I liked my Finding Nemo joke for the title. Mon- monsters are friends, not loot. I like that. Um, gosh, I forgot what I was going to say. No, uh, it's funny. We have a Pokemon clone uh, show on our um, idealist. Uh, we just can't find enough people to want to do the Pokemon clone show. And they, these are recent Pokemon clones. So Nexomon, Monster Sanctuary. Um, I've got Monster Crown and Tim Tim on my list at some point to play. If um, only we could clone us, Kelly. You and I could <laughs> carry a whole episode on these things with clones of us. But would they have the same opinion? Yeah, That's they don't the need question. to. We, we got uh, a variety of opinions here. Pascal's wrong. We're right. It's, <laughs> it's fine. Hey, he still gave it a three out of five. It just wasn't his. Three point five. Three point three point five. Excuse me. Um, it's okay. We still love you, Pascal. I'm starting to question this because this, if if every episode <laughs> that I'm on has you qualifying your comments with, but it's okay, <laughs> then I'm starting to question that the validity of that. Pascal oh. needs to pick the episodes. We need to have like, you bet there's no, uh, let's see. Oh, you know what? Pascal's Discord name, Squiggly Leo. We need to have Squiggly Leo September next year. <laughs> he picks the two episodes. We'll be the detractors. Oh, I see the next show he's on is Final Fantasy VII Remake. I can't imagine him having a bad opinion about that. Oh, am I on that? Yeah. And I, <laughs> I don't have an opinion on it at all yet, because I haven't played <laughs> it yet. Oh, boy. Oh, you have the whole month. <laughs> well, you better love it, or or else. <laughs> Take your name off. <laughs> but I, I think it's time to transition to Phil now. Um, th- Thank you, Pascal. Thank you, Wheels, for hanging out. I, I sure. appreciate you both. You guys are awesome. And we're going to have a quick musical interlude, and we're coming back with Phil.
welcome back to RPG Backtrack. Uh, Matt and Wheels and Pascal had to bail, but I have someone special special on the line. Old Backtrack alumni, Mr. Phil Willis. Salutations, felicitations, and jubilations. I, welcome I to the RPG to... Backtrack, where we talk about games from the way back when, right up through yesteryear. I, I tried to do an impression of you in the initial intro and made them laugh their butts off. Oh, there you go. Uh, mainly because I said, uh, here's it, Relly Kyan. Yeah. Old, old joke. Um, Brings back old memories. Yes, it does. So, um, t- talking Monster Hunter stories, too. I So, you're a longtime Monster Hunter fan, right? So much Monster Hunter. Um, since, since the PSP? Nah, nah, I think that's pretty much Wheels territory. Uh, right. I, I So, my story with Monster Hunter is I have had her people like Wheels and and the such uh, my friends talk about it you know kind of here and there not all your friends though because it was pretty niche back in the day mm-hmm. and you know around the monster hunter three days coming on the ds and stuff and i eventually picked up monster hunter 4 and i played it for and i feel it was like five or ten hours and, and, and i i couldn't i couldn't understand this thing is so clunky this this thing is such a pain in the this weapon moves so slow uh and, and what is this thing about cooking food i can never get the timing right on that i i, I don't understand what people like about this and there's just so much that's not explained and and it was just overwhelming and uh and after getting my butt kicked a couple of times i'm like okay this just clearly just isn't for me just it mm-hmm. just isn't fast forward a little bit and there was the original announcement that monster hunter world was coming out to the playstation 4 and and and, and they had like a little video that went they look absolutely fabulous and and i thought to myself holy crap holy capcom is putting a ton of money this is a clearly a ton of production value going into this title it's gonna be coming out on the ps4 which i own uh, this this is clearly you know this this, this there there must be something to the series that I'm missing. Mm-hmm. I mean for for them to take it to the PS4 like this. I mean on the DS you could argue it's niche and they they get they sell enough copies to make a buck, but they're bringing it to the PS4. They they really think they've got something. So yeah. I went back and that's where I had watched uh, Pro Jared's videos because I'm like I, I gotta learn more about how to play. And I wrote uh, watched his videos and he had the funniest videos. He would show. Um, he would he would show he would have his character waving with all of his fancy high end rank armor on him, and he would say, "Hi, this is me, or this is my hunter. This is you." And then he'd show some level one hunter just wearing the basic clothing. Yep. Yeah. And he's like, "This is me," and he shows his hunter killing a Rathalos or something. This is you, and it shows the poor guy getting beaten down by the smallest monster. <laughs> he did that a couple of times to me. This is you. You want to be me. So that's why I'm here to help. And I was just laughing my ass off. And he had me from that moment on and watched all of his introduction videos. And then it was either him or maybe Rurikon or Gaijin Hunter who had more detailed videos on how to do the weapon combinations for like sword and shield and the such so you just take the time you learn how to do the combinations and that helps a lot and just listen to their advice because they were the ones giving me the advice back in the day of like you just don't go in swing 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 and hope you don't die right like mm-hmm. you do in a lot of games on amateur levels anyways you, you need to time your hits you need to watch for openings you need to understand you know what commitment's all about <laughs> and i'm not talking about relationships i'm talking about swinging your sword as a commitment yeah yeah and so that's how once once it all started to click, it was like Tetris. It all fell into place. Mm-hmm. And 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 since then, so well before Monster Hunter World came out, I had, I got addicted to Monster Hunter Four pretty hard. Then I played Generations, and then Monster Hunter Four came out, or Monster Hunter World came out, and I reviewed that one for this. I played it all the way to the end solo. Reviewed that for the site. Did Iceborne when it came out. Did Rise and did Sunbreak. So mm-hmm. all of those for review all the way solo. So I'm here to tell you, like those games 
are super, super fun, whether it's solo multiplayer, they're really great. And and yeah, it was the Pro Jared videos that sold me on 4 too because I had tried the PSP ones and just couldn't, uh, get, in, couldn't get into them. And you, then you, I thought you weren't down with Claw Hand? No. Well, no, at the time, I didn't even know what they were. I thought that they were just Diablo clones. Mm -hmm. So imagine my surprise when I get into the world and there's no tutorial and um, I just try to kill something and just get my ass handed to me. And it's like, well, this game sucks. And then try to get into Try um, a little bit later, Monster Hunter Try on the Wii. And once again, just didn't understand any of it. And famously told my husband, um, don't ever let me spend money on a Monster Hunter game again. So mm -hmm. then what do I do? I four is ramping up and I'm, I was subscribed to Pro Jared and he uh, released all of those videos and after I watched those videos it's like so this game doesn't sound that bad the way he puts it right. and then d downloaded that demo and was having fun with the demo um, oh wow yeah unfortunately I never finished Monster Hunter 4 because um, I, I was getting a little frustrated at some of the quests particularly the egg quest and I think I got distracted by something shiny and never went back to it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and it was tough to get too far in Monster Hunter 4 unless you had a good multiplayer group. Because, you know, once you did um, yeah. low rank and whatnot, you had to move into the multiplayer hub. And if you're doing that solo, God, God bless your little heart. Right. So, um, just getting a brief Monster Hunter history because I wanted to know how what your thoughts were when they announced stories. You know, I I wasn't a I, I stories was the announcement I missed. I did get into stories too, which will be later. But I, I didn't really hear about the announcement. I just found out one day, and I don't know when when did stories come out in relation to four. Um, twenty seventeen. I you know I have the sheet open. I wrote, yeah, um, in North America, twenty seventeen. Hmm. So Rise came out 2020. Well, no, it would have been 2021 because last year we had Sunbreak. Mm -hmm. And it came out at, at about the same time as um, Sto Stories 2, which was July 9th, 2021. Yeah, yeah. So I, I missed the announcement, but I played it. Actually, funny, funny story is 2 got me into 1. I had bought 1. I didn't get very far in it. But then 2 got announced, and I went back and played a lot more 1. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I told the story in the last segment about how you ended up with two, you know, me accidentally buying two copies and sending one to you. I yeah. deliberately left out the part where how what happened after it got to Utah, because I figured you'd be able to tell that. What happened after it got to Utah? Yeah. Like what was um, inside of it? No, no, it got, if I remember correctly, it got lost. Yeah. Yeah, I think I vaguely remember that, but I don't remember what I did to find it. Because I uh, I kept tra track of the tracking, and it said that it was delivered, but then you said that you never got it, and what ended up happening, um, gosh, what was it? I think it, a neighbor ended up with it. Yeah, that's the problem. They just miss delivery packages here all the time. I usually have to walk around, knock on doors, or look at their porches, mm -hmm. and yeah, I think that's, yeah, yeah. Stupid post office people. Well, a little frustrating thing was I bought, uh, so we got, I finally got a PS5 and I bought a, uh, a, a game from Best Buy that was on sale for 20 bucks uh, that had to be delivered. And I bought a memory chip from Amazon that costs a lot more, mm -hmm. a hard drive, I should say. That costs a lot more. It's all estate. Anyways, more than $20. Guess yeah. which one got lost in the freaking mail. And the, the expensive yeah. one. 
the expensive one. And I was, it was through Amazon. If I buy a freaking $10 bag of cat food, they deliver to my front door. I buy a solid state drive that is on the north side of a hundred bucks. And what do they do? They use United States Postal Service. (laughs) (laughs) You know, only the most disreputable, horrible, evil, can't deliver anything to save our lives people out there. Yeah. Um, though it's funny you mentioned that I, I had ordered a new switch a couple of weeks ago and because of the, the inclement weather last week, it got delayed and happened to be being delivered the, um, day my husband and I were going to be out of town. So I put in an instruction and on their site, you can tell where to deliver it, but you can't give specific instructions. So I put on there, uh, deliver it at the side door so at least it would be behind a fence so that you know no porch pirates could actually see that there was something on the uh front door and they still left it on the front door of course so it, they it's did. sat out there for like three hours i'm, I'm really lucky it didn't get pilfered Jeez. yeah uh, yeah sorry side t- tangent sorry, uh, getting a- mail, mail mail delivery issue sorry about that yeah oh, <laughs> getting, getting mail delivered sucks sometimes mm-hmm. uh, so uh you, you started with two um how did how did you like two so i'll talk about how i discovered two first as you said because your first question on one was you know how did i feel about the trailer so i want to talk about my trailer experience with two because it was some sort of, I think it was, it was some sort of like, not Nintendo Direct, but maybe Sony's, whatever. It was a big E3, whatever it was, online. Mm-hmm. And Final Fantasy 16 had played. And I'm one of those people who's just like, Final Fantasy 16 to me doesn't look like, I'm sorry, I'm an old fudgety old guy. Final Fantasy 16 doesn't look like much of a Final Fantasy to me. Not necessarily because it isn't turn-based or anything like that, though that certainly doesn't help. Um, but the aesthetic looks so gloomy. It, it, you know, it looks so, it looks it looks like one of those low contrast, low color type of deals. And, mm-hmm. and half the buildings look like they could have been just taken out of modern day Egypt or medieval Europe. They're like realistic locations that have been desaturated um, to where it doesn't really look mad. Now, occasionally you'll see a jutting out crystal or a magical, you know, thing that reminds you this is a fantasy environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but outside, like I'm used to Final Fantasy dripping in fantasy. It's literally in the name, dripping in fantasy. So I yeah. was nonplussed by that trailer. Then another trailer came on and it was beautiful and bright and and i, I start watching I'm like what, what is this i show this these characters they had a bit of an anime look to them so i wasn't like this this is final fantasy and final fantasy doesn't usually go for that hard anime look but maybe it could be like a you know mm-hmm. a different whatever and then you see you know a dragon egg and stuff and i'm like wow this is and it's so bright and beautiful and colorful I'm, you know i'm watching this on oled and it's just gorgeous and then you know the dragon comes out to freaking rathalos <laughs> And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a Monster Hunter game. And then, of course, you know, it reveals its Monster Hunter stories, too. I must have watched that trailer four times. Anybody I could show that trailer to, I showed it to. I did it right here on the stream. I showed the people to do it on the stream. I'm like, this is what Final Fantasy should look like. I, I don't necessarily need the super anime look. I mean, you can make the characters look more realistic. But aside from that, it's bright. It's vibrant. It's fantastical. And to kind of give a little bit of idea of the differences between two, if you play, since I'm playing Advanced, you know, Advanced Wars 1 and 2 is coming out, Reboot 1 and 2 is coming out. If you're an Advanced Wars fan, if you remember the disappointment, that was, um, what was it? Oh, forget. Oh, the, the GameCube one. No, no, no. The um, the second DS one. There was there was Dual Strike, and then there was, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to Google this now. Yes, I'm looking it up to Days of Ruin. Uh, Days of Ruin, thank you. So Days of Ruin, like the 
first thing you notice when you play, uh, you know, Days of Ruin, it's like they took the contrast and saturation controls from you and just knocked it down to 20%. Everything looks washed out, looks gray, and they're trying to drive home, this is war. This is more serious. You know, whereas Advanced Wars were like bright, cartoony characters that were full of personality. Mm. Yeah, supposedly they're in a war, but they're also smiling. Like all of their pictures, the COs are smiling. They're there to have a good time while they're kidding each other's ass and saving the world. Whereas, you know, Days of Ruin was very much about oh warfare oh tough decisions you know like and it's just like it was total shift in tone and didn't feel and that's one of the reasons why you know critically with the fans it didn't hit as well as the other advanced war games mm-hmm. so that's what i kind of felt but monster hunter stories holy sick of free holies just knocked out of the bar just not i was i would was, I was just love that trailer the trailer was the I, best i lost my mind over that trailer because i was a huge fan of the first game and i, I honestly didn't think we were ever going to get a sequel to that uh first game and you know I, I talked about this during the last segment but um stories one did not sell very well um i want to say it was like over a hundred thousand copies which isn't bad but not like doing like monster hunter like mainline monster hunter numbers mm-hmm. um f- funny thing is that uh the, the marketing campaign must have worked well for two because um Two sold like three times what the uh, original one sold. Cool. So what did I have in my notes? Uh, oh, just three times I didn't write down the exact number. It, it topped the Steam charts that week. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and I was also yesterday years old when I learned that it had a Steam release. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I didn't know to notice that. But, uh, but yeah, so you, you got started with two. Um, when you tried one, uh, you didn't like the combat very much. So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I spent a lot of time in, in, in one. It's got a really cute um, premise and everything. The story was cute enough to kind of get you into it and get invested. But the, um, yeah, when you get out into the combat, it's usually you against, you know, another monsty and <laughs> They they they're trying to capture that feeling of Monster Hunter where you're fighting these epic monsters, but at the same time, it's a JRPG. And more and more over the years, JRPGs when it comes to turn-based combat has generally been known for quick, fast fights that are over in 60 seconds or less. Yep. <laughs> and so you have two completely conflicting design philosophies butting heads with each other because mm-hmm. <laughs> these two things can't work feature at the same time. Yeah, uh, fights are a li- were a little dragged out in that first game. Just a li- and there's no speed up option. There's no don't pass go, don't collect two hundred dollars. Um, it just kind of is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that didn't that really didn't help things out easy. Aside from the speed though, um, there was a lot of times you were you're fighting one on one, so there's not a lot of depth or strategy. It just kind of feel like if if I took out the monster hunter monster portion from it and got over my fandom for a minute, it felt like Bobby's first RPG. There's a bit of a paper, rock, scissors, you know, element to it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and okay, that, that's all right, you know, but yeah, that's not very much depth. There's not a a whole lot of other depth. Obviously, if you're going to face a particular tough monster and you've got a couple of monsters leveled up of different varieties, it behooves you to swap out, you know. And that was one of the cool things about it. You, you know, kind of like Pokemon, you could collect different monsters and yeah, uh, I, I, swap out the thing for, for the task at hand. That was pretty neat. Yeah, I felt like the the reason to keep a, a variety team going wasn't because you needed different types, but it was because you, you needed different um, traversal options. 
Yeah, yeah. Because it did have that puzzle. Yeah, that, that, that puzzly element where you might have to climb up with certain monsters to get up certain walls or break some rocks if I remember I'm trying. Hopefully I'm not mixing up my games here. Um, but I do remember having to have different monsters to get past different roadblocks, mm-hmm. which doesn't necessarily ne- need really require leveling them up. No, uh, no, it's just that they're for either convenience or story story uh necessitations in some cases but mostly for mostly to help you explore yeah yeah and so, then yeah, the, the stories to combat they really took their time to make it interesting yeah, oh yeah definitely stories too definitely took everything about one and just you know amped it up to 12 yeah um i i liked being able to break certain monster parts you do this stop them from doing their huge attacks or you know get, getting parts just like you would in the mainline game um it gave it a nice little strategy to it yeah um, and it would really show it off like very epically too right yeah. like this looked like an animation thing in motion rathalos activates poison attack i choose um, you pikachu I, I also appreciate um, when you get higher level, you can choose to skip low level fights. Mm-hmm. Which, if, if I was the president of RPGs, I would make that a feature that's required in the game by law. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, they definitely need to put that into more into more games. Because I, I feel like one of the only other games that did that was Earthbound. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. sure there's others that have done it, but off the top of my head, it's Stories 2 and Earthbound, being able to um, just instantly win low level fights be nice in other games oh yeah um, absolutely um and, and the other the other reason why you said that you enjoyed too was that it had more of a monster variety than the first game from what you told me yeah i uh, just real quick about the you know one thing back in the 19 about the the random encounters and stuff one thing about the 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 gold box D games this is back in the 1980s with floppy disk they had it to where in a lot of dungeons once you had triggered x number of random encounters and defeated them you uh you you would no longer get random encounters on that floor mm-hmm. and yet we you know then then games later on said hold my beer and it was non-stop random encounters <laughs> and eventually yeah if you're over leveled they're no longer challenged they're no longer given good xp what's they just become frustrating Yep. Oh, I for I completely forgot the Z-Boyd games have uh fixed quote unquote fixed random encounters where like each area has I don't know an upper limit of 25 random encounters and once you hit that number you never have to deal with them again but if you still want to fight you can um, make yourself fight via the menu. Nice. I think every Z-Boyd game that's ever released has that. So, oh, awesome feature. Nice. Uh, but, but we digress. But yes, definitely had more variety, which was nice. Um, more monsters. Very colorful. Um, very much cute. Bigger, much bigger areas. I always felt like, so you would see them hatch from an egg, right? And they would be like this chibi, cutie, you know, thing. And, and it's like super cute until you realize, oh, they don't actually stay, like they, they, they look cute for all of like three seconds. And then they're in your party and they look normal. <laughs> like, oh, but I want them to stay cute and fluffy. I, I did notice that the, the the art style of the monsters in this game um, look a little bit cuter than the, in the mainline games. Um, they, they're a little bit oh, more yeah. stream, streamlined. They've got kind of cute cute eyes. Um, like, like looking at them side by side, you can tell they're the same monster, but one of them is just uh, slightly cuter. Mm-hmm. It's small. Um, looks looks a lot. I don't know. Looks cuddlier to me. If, the, if that's how. Oh it yeah. Is. No, no, they totally, they totally chibi-fied. I mean, hell, they almost make kids you look cute. Almost. Oh. Almost. Uh, yeah, we're not there yet, but yeah. 
Yeah, the, the pictures of the little, you know, your your heroes still look like anime teenagers. Now, it does look, does, uh, I forget the, the characters' names. I want to say the first one was Red, right? Yeah. But your, your, your Monster Hunter Stories 2 hero definitely looks a bit more grown up than Red. At least looks teenager-ish. Mm-hmm. Whereas Red looked like he was like seven and a half years old. Um, and but but still seeing them ride a kezu, just something wrong with that. Just some <laughs> things aren't meant to be. Kezu always looks wrong. Just a little not just just not right. The, and they know what they're doing. Right. Be careful about Googling that up by on uh, at work, by the way. Just going to yeah. let you know that might not be kosher with IT. Oh. So, so how did you feel about the uh, two story? Um, I liked it. There was a lot. Of, there was definitely uh, drama moments. You know, and the such, they they do their best. <laughs> they really do their best to like take what is, you know, on one hand, you got like these cutesy aesthetics mm-hmm. and, and 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 then try to like put a more serious, you know, tone on it and a spin on it. I was sometimes it would conflict by yourself and then, but the character showed a lot of motion. Uh, you know, I, I'm not the biggest critic of voice acting, but I like the voice. So I like the voice acting. And which was very nice, by the way, to have that in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, and just, a, 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 yeah, for the most part, it's good, like, anime. It's like your anime popcorn type of drama, right? And as long as that's mm-hmm. what you go in expecting, you don't expect more than that. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked Two Story a little bit better because of the fact that you had this Oh, yeah, cute, definitely. This cute baby Rathalos with stunted wings that everybody thinks is going to destroy the world. Yeah. And it, it feels kind of like a old yellow pot, like, no, don't kill my monster. I love my monster. He would never hurt anybody. Um, that that opening scene when the elf girl uh, put her her hand on the Rathalos's nose and the Rathalos nuzzled. I mean, just got me right in the feels because I, I love animals. And my my dumb fantasy is to have a pet dragon like that and be able to just kind of rub its nose and cuddle with it and love it and stuff, even though it would probably swallow me in one bite. So that, that particular scene at the beginning just got me. And yeah, the, every, the whole world wanting to kill the cute little Rathalos, it's like, no, I will protect this thing with my life because it's adorable. Mm-hmm. He couldn't hurt anybody. Look at him. <laughs> and then he starts killing people. It was great. Um, yeah, no, it's awesome. No, you've played more. I think you've played more Monster Hunter than I have. I feel like the plot of every Monster Hunter is there's a blight that's yeah. making them crazy. Yep, yep. <laughs> okay, it's just like they can't figure out anything else. You know, and this is, by the way, well, another little bit of a tangent. Same problem with Wild Hearts. You've got these games where you just have these big rampaging monsters, right? It's a man versus nature story, really, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how do you make this interesting in terms of like plot and everything else? And of course, if you look at those great man versus nature stories in the past in the books about, you know, like, you know, uh, you know, and trying to, to just people trying to survive out like Robinson Crusoe and try to eke out a living and whatnot. Um, there's only so many ways you can twist that. You know, there's only so many ways you can run with it. So they're just like, I, I don't know how, you know, how do we make these monsters seem uh, a little bit relatable, but we still need to kill them. Still need to kill them. <laughs> we need people to like them, but you still need to kill them. Well, they're out of control. Got to put them down, you know, and it ends up, it ends up being that sad. I mean, at the end of the day, if you think about it too hard and I ask the people don't think about it too hard, it kind of comes across as the story of the sad, uh, the sad vets who work at your animal clinic down the road. Ah, oh, this, this dog bit somebody. Oh, there's only one thing to do. You know, it's a sad story, right? At the end of the mm-hmm. day, it's not really a fun story if you think about it. And I've seen people do that. I've seen people 
post on like Reddit and stuff where they get a little bit too emotionally connected. It's not really the monster. Who really is the monster in Monster Hunter? And I mean, they're talking serious. Like they're literally, I mean, I'm joking. They're talking serious, right? Right. And and I get it because if you just like if you're playing Monster Hunter World and, and Monster Hunter Stories 2 does a really great job of this as well as far as just bringing the monsters to life and you watch Pookie Pookie and he's just, you know, he's not he's he's not hurting anybody. He's walking up to the stream. He's lapping up the water. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in World, I can just watch them for five minutes at a time. The, the, they put so much attention to detail in the world. Um, so then you have to go and kill, you know, so I, I get it, but yeah, don't think too deeply about the plot. It's just a, it's just a, a game with most monster hunter games. Yeah. Because it all comes down to chaos, the monster driving the monsters wild. Gotta, gotta put them down. It's the only way to stop the chaos, put them down. <laughs> it's just pixels. It's fine. You're not really hurting them. Yeah. And, and then they make that scream and you feel worse. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, then he's like, and then he goes, ah, and his head falls down and then you're like, oh, all right, let's cover him up for parts. <laughs> you know, as you're twisting your knife into him. Yeah. Yeah. So you went from two to one. How how did you manage that? Because it's well, no, hard. I, I did. When two got announced, I went and played one. Oh, okay. And gotcha. then because I had it in my backlog, uh, and then I and I and I didn't get too too far in it. Maybe maybe twenty hours tops. Mm-hmm. So you never finished one. Yeah, I know. But no, couldn't just could it just got too slow and boring. And, and, you know, there's a lot of wide, uh, big areas that you need to, like, navigate around and stuff on your monster. Mm-hmm. They didn't feel very lived in. You know, it's kind of basic. It's just, yeah, di- yeah didn't, didn't really feel, didn't, didn't. I mean- yeah, didn't really capture me. I mean, I mean, I I praised it in the last segment that I feel like um, Stories One is like the biggest DS game I've ever played because the the areas just felt huge. Huge. Though I I imagine that if I go back to them that game after playing two, it, it it's just an optical illusion. They they made them feel huge, but they're actually kind of tidy because of the uh, limitations with the 3DS. And that that's also probably why they did those areas didn't feel very well lived in. Um, yeah. But but with one, I pretty much had to just tell myself, okay, stop exploring every single nook and cranny and going to every single monster den. You're never going to finish this game. Yeah. Because because it sounds like that's what happened with you, and you burned yourself out. Yeah. It's just it's just not it's it's, it's between that and, and the combat system. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, you, you, when you do get into a fight, it was just kind of the combat system got pretty stale to me pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and that one being the fact that it moves slower than a snail, there's no fast forward button doesn't help. Um, so, e- even so- two was a bit hard for me because uh, even with the fast forward button, I, I remember some of those fights when you got later on in the game were going on for like 18, 19 rounds. Yeah. Like, Holy shit, holy, whoever hears of a JRPG, you know, I mean, outside of like the tactical ones like Final Fantasy Tactics, that goes on for 18, 19 effing rounds. Yeah, I um, I found myself running from a lot of battles, and that's even in the second game um, towards the end, just to kind of get through some of those areas. Yeah. Especially the cramped caves where you couldn't couldn't easily dodge monsters. So, there is that one monster. I think one of the monsters has a stealth ability where you don't get into fights. I want to say mm. it's the Dark Akuga, but I could be wrong. Mm. Yeah, I don't remember that one. I, I'm sure somebody will. Yeah, I'm sure somebody can will correct me in the comments if I'm wrong. But I could have sworn that there was a, a monster that did stealth that kind of helped with that. Um, well, yeah, I, I think we kind of covered in everything. Um, you really liked to. One was a nice experiment, but you couldn't really get into it. 
Um, would you ever play a three if there's a three? Oh yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, I take a look at the you know the the, the reviews and stuff. I wouldn't be like, okay, well, here's my money, take it now. Um, oh. I will say because. I so so like my the downside for two for me definitely eventually the combat even with the speed up option still started feeling pretty repetitive and stuff and it felt like a very long game I, I feel like your combat system one of the things I've always said is your combat system needs to be as deep as your game is long right you can have a simple combat system if your if your story is really good and it's limited to like 15 20 hours when you start getting into 40 hours plus you better have a really a really fun and engaging combat system and and I really I, I was just I, I wouldn't I, that's where I would like to see I would like to see what they're going to go from this and two was a huge step up from one but can they do better and, and I think part of that has to be fights that are under 18 rounds <laughs> To me, I think what they need to do is do what Pokemon should do, what I've been griping about Pokemon should do for years, and let you have a full party. Yeah, I really didn't. That's another thing I guess I didn't mention is is I'm not a huge fan of Bob is in your party. Bob's going to do what the BP wants, you know, with his monsty. Good luck. Oh. They, that was like a running theme of two, right? Oh, having the uh, AI-controlled character? Yeah. Yeah, kind yeah. of buddy up with you and stuff. I, I forgot to mention this in the last segment because there were some days where I would get so mad at those AI characters. Like, he that, that monster clearly telegraphed speed and you're going to use technical? Really? Yeah, yeah. You're just like, yeah, exactly. You're like, yeah. Wait off my groove. We could have had like an ultimate attack, but you messed up and even a blind person could have seen that from a mile away. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no. And they do it all the time. And I mean, everyone's heard me complain about AI controls, AI control party members, whether it's Xenoblade and the mother effing healer that doesn't heal. She's got an effing healing gun. Why aren't you shooting me with it? I want to be shot. I need to be healed. That one boss, well, I'm a scarred for life. And I spent so much time on it. And then I finally decide I'm going to play the healer in Xenoblade instead of the main character Shulk. And voila, we won. Because I know how to heal a heal button. You know, just stuff like that. If you're going to have AI mm -hmm. control people, they better be damn good. And Monster Hunter, yeah. It's like, are you serious? Did you just use that? Oh, now he's at. Oh, my God. Here we go again. And it doesn't do anything to speed up the fights, especially when you're fighting multiple enemies at the same time. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's a it's a little... It, I, just give me control of everybody. I don't mind the fact, uh, you know, that this guy may not be with me for very long, but at least give me control of him. I don't. I don't know why I can't have control. Yeah, I. Th I think if they do do a three, I want to be able to um, have three monsters out at once. I get. I get to pick which one I uh, ride on, and it, I think that could be fun. Yeah, I know. I totally agree with you. I think that would sell me on Pokemon. I mean, the 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 multiple Pokemon battles are awesome, but they're just kind of littered in there, right? Mm -hmm. And and I I always ask this every time a Pokemon game comes out. Have we moved on to? Three on three battles, just I feel like I'm playing a real JRPG with a JRPG battle, you know, with a party of a Pokemon. And every time I ask, I'm like, no, no, not yet. And so it's here, it's here, it's there, it's it's sprinkled in, but it's not a main focus yet. And so that's what I think that would be really great to your point if they did it with Monster Hunter. But you gotta do it in a way that the fights don't drag out for 18 rounds because 18 rounds times three monsters on each side. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it, the, the tactical depth of what the monsters' movesets are does not support a combat going on that long. The reason why I'm willing to put up with 30-minute fights in Final Fantasy Tactics is because there's so many different classes and options and, you know, and skills and maneuvers and tactics that I can employ. And Monster Hunter, it's, well, I probably should use the weakest, you know, I should probably use what he's weak against. I gotta guess his next attack. I gotta watch for his pattern, right? And try to figure out what he's gonna do next so I can do the attack that's strong to it. So I win the Paper, Rock, Scissors battle. Mm -hmm. that, that's pretty much what you're limited to there. Reminds me of Dokupan 
Almost about Dokipon Kingdom. Remember that one? Oh, uh, no, because it's one of the most expensive Wii games, so I never picked up a copy. Yeah. Fun fact, I reviewed uh, Dokipon, whatever it was for the DS. I think I give it like something like a two out of five. Hated it. And, and part of it was the RNG nature of you, you got this paper, rock, scissors combat system, you know, and that's all it was. At least with Monster Hunter, there's a little bit of a tail in a system to it, so I'm not as critical on it. But it was like, mm-hmm. that is so arbitrary and random, and you can lose so much progress just because of that. Well, at least in stories, they, the monsters kind of had tells where they, it's it's yeah. clear what they're about to do. Tales and patterns. Time. Yeah. yeah. Tail, tales and patterns is what they kind of were teaching you there. Um, and I'm talking about a good monster fighting game with three-on-three combat. There's an indie game on pretty much all the systems called Monster Sanctuary. Have you heard of that? So I'm glad yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I was trying to remember the name of it and I didn't want to embarrass mm-hmm. myself by mentioning a game for the third time I couldn't remember the name of. Mm-hmm. But yes, Monster Sanctuaries is really good. Um, we had a streamer who streamed that uh, a couple of years ago as part of our stream team back then. Mm-hmm. And he was having a ton of fun with it. And I dev- I bought it just watching him play it. It looks like so, so much fun. But oh, it is, I, I, yeah, that, uh, that, that formula. Mm-hmm. Oh, you played uh, it? Oh, yeah. I, I played it and finished it. Um, my, my main gripe with it was um, it didn't really tell you how to get certain traversal abilities um, later in the game. So I'm like, I'm like running around trying to get every single bit of the map uncovered. And it's like, how the heck do I get there? Oh, I get that from a mon- boss monster in post game, you know, oh. stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I hate that. I mean, to be fair, Monster Hunter sometimes, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I Wikipedia. I'm not gonna lie. I used to, especially Monster Hunter 4. They didn't explain anything to you. Monster Hunter 4 mm-hmm. had to look that stuff up. <laughs> as for having like three on three monster combat where like every single turn you've got to make sure you work to um, just output as much damage as you possibly can um that was a that was a good game a very challenging game too even on casual it 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 got my brain a ticking for some of the especially some of those fights towards the end Mm-hmm. And, and I like that every single uh creature in the game had a unique talent tree so um you could always customize them however you needed and no matter what you caught it it was always at your level Mm. i just had a lot of those anti-frustration features that i wish more more modern monster games would have cough pokemon (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, cool one one day they will let us write all of the rules of rpgs and do exactly as we ask one day um except bottom button cancel right button menu top button uh, always uh i i you know it's so for especially you're going like from monster hunter you know if you're playing like world on the playstation and then you decide to come play rise on your pc or something like oh my gosh the button changes it's it's terrible but even just from any generic jrpg you switch from the nintendo switch to a playstation and it's like they all got these rules that the the, the, the different buttons have to do different things on different systems, even though they're in the exact same damn place, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm playing uh, Valkyrie Profile 2 right now, and the menu button is the select button, and it's driving me up the wall um, because I can't change it. Well, I mean, I could change it in the emulator I'm using, but then it would mess up my other games. <laughs> Now, people see me struggle with trails in the sky. The the the, the you know the interface is nothing great, but the buttons confusion on top of that mm-hmm. is yeah yeah good times good times. Good times. 
Um, but yeah, <laughs> definitely recommend. And you can usually get Monster Hunter stories too. They go that one goes on sale pretty often nowadays. Yeah, um, we we discovered during the last segment that what the physical copies of one have shot up in price dramatically. Ooh, um, how much? I'm gonna be rich. You're looking at like sixty dollars for the card alone. Ooh. Yeah, not enough to sell it though. I thought it was going to be like 600 I was very excited. Um, probably because the only other option is the iOS store, but then you're stuck with touch controls. Uh, so, uh, have, have fun with that. Yeah, get longer. Uh, uh. Um, I wish that they would do a remastered version of the first game and put it on Switch. That would be nice, but yeah. I'm not holding my breath. No, Monster's popular, but probably not quite that popular. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, we were doing kind of quick fire roundtable question. Did you have a, a favorite monster in particular? Well, of course, Pookie Pookie. Pookie the chameleon. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, he's, I, I, I fell in love with Pookie Pookie in World as an, uh, you know, first showed up in World. Just very bright. Again, I like bright, vibrant, beautiful colors and Pookie Pookie's like a freaking rainbow. Uh, and, and his animation in World, it was just, was just gorgeous. So when I got to play him on my OLED Switch, and see, you know, a slightly uh, chibi-eyed, uh, higher contrast, uh, cutie, pokey pokey. I was like, okay, this is my monstie. We're going to go now and poison everybody. And oh, he does man. this big, huge poison ultimate attack. It looks like you're playing Splatoon. <laughs> right? <laughs> He's a, there goes, there goes, there goes the... Yeah, there goes the poison everywhere. Oh, that's awesome. And man, I've got an OLED now. I need to boot, boot back up either this game or Rise. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, Rise looks great, but especially with all the glowing effects that come off of your weapons and 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 the such uh, on your on your OLED. But mm-hmm. but story still beats it just because of the sheer bright, vibrant colors of the landscapes and uh, just like they 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 just basically took the contrast controls and bumped it up to eleven. Oh. And then did did you have any real life memories that went with playing either game? Um, I mean, I mean, for me, I mean, no, I I just I just I'm emotionally connected to that trailer. That that's my emotional you know connection story. Just because. I, I just want to see more of that. I mean, especially you're talking about COVID was a thing back then, you know, it was everyone was feeling very down and not knowing what the future was going to hold. And and then here comes this game of adventure, of hope, of color, you know, um, a fantasy land that, that takes your mind away. And that's that's the thing. There's enough bad news in the world. And I'm not saying there isn't a place for more depressing, I guess, or or gothic-y or whatever it may be. God bless you. But I would like to think I live in a world where that's not what the majority of people are clamoring for, at least in the in the world of fantasy games. Maybe I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. I just, I like to dream of that world because I think I need more of those. I need that oh. from Final Fantasy. I need that from Octopatra. I need these bright, colorful, cheerful games. I love seeing games where the heroes look like they enjoy being heroes mm-hmm. and not that they're depressed because the world's about the end and they're going to die and everything's all depressing and bleak. That's that's what the government looks like when they kept giving me updates about COVID, right? Which mm-hmm. is their job. But I, I want to see a bright and beautiful tomorrow. So that was kind of my emotional connection was seeing that trailer during these dark times where I didn't know what was going on with my job. Uh, when when we didn't know what was going on with the world, and we didn't know how this was all going to pan out. And then here was something that easily and quickly took my mind off of everything, unlike certain other trailers that came before it. And, and, and that's my emotional connection. Cool. Um, uh, you weren't here for the last segment. I, I said that my emotional collection, 
connection was that I apparently uh, had a bender playing Stories 2 one day when I was on vacation in August of that year. Because my my Nintendo wrap-up thing said, you played Monster Hunter Stories in August for 14 hours straight. And I'm like, really? Mm -hmm. I don't... Oh, yeah, I guess I do remember that because... My husband was sick and I was off work and like we couldn't really do anything. So I just hunkered down and played Monster Hunter Stories all day. That and I think I was trying to finish it because a Trails was coming out. Mm. So, so yeah. Well, th- thank you, Phil, for um, hopping on. Uh, I'm excited for the show that's going to be next. Um, we're getting into Rise. Woot, woot. We're going to rise up. Well, thank you for having me on and look forward to talking a lot about one of my favorite games, yeah. Monster Hunter Rise. Looking forward to all the Persona 4 jokes. <laughs> what can I do for you? Oh, that's Final wrong, Fantasy. Wrong game. Wrong game. Yeah. Huh? You sure? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, uh, I, I've been playing that. Don't, don't, for, don't forget to let me tell the Persona story. Okay. I do have I a Persona won't. story for that. Uh, but no, I, I've, I've had to play uh, What Can I Do For You several times now in theater rhythms, so. I know it well. <gasps> it's in theater. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, mother! Where's this game at? Where's this game been all my life? Um, oh my Jap- gosh! I need to buy that and just stream that nonstop. It's the Japanese version, though, and Aww. I think that particular song is in the uh, deluxe edition because they, they, yeah, they took a bunch of the really popular songs and decided to charge extra for them. And- oh, yeah. Now I'm not going to ask you. I will be here all day if you probably have to explain to me this monetization scheme that they've come up with. This sounds horrible. Yeah. Every time they have one of these song games, like I see that with like just dance and stuff it looks like you need a phd to figure out their pricing schemes oh yeah i mean yeah at least the nice thing is that there's a season pass where you can get all of the dlc at once for um like a hundred like well the that and the game itself is like a hundred bucks but that that i didn't buy a lot of theater rhythm dlc when it was on the ds just because it dimes sort of thing Mm -hmm. and i hate that just let me download all of it i, I want to pay one price and just basically have an expansion <laughs> blasphemy yeah. no open up your pocketbook and cry um that, that was a diversion uh rise rise is gonna be fun rise <laughs> um i can't wait to rise talk about up. I, I can't wait to talk about that one because that's technically my first monster hunter game that i've played with people <laughs> what is this what is this uh socializing that you speak of I, I know it's it's insane, but oh my god, what a difference it made, and how much I enjoy the get the series. Let me tell you. Hmm. Well, definitely. Uh, if you want to catch us, we we stream. We've been streaming Monster Hunter Rise every Friday night over at twitchtv gamer Usually starting around uh, 9:30 Eastern Standard Time. It's usually uh, Sparrow Embrace, uh, the Stealthy Assassin Red, and myself, and we are midway through high rank. We had actually played earlier on the Switch and made it up through Master Rank, and we started again on the PC where you do get some uh, better graphic and fidelity. So, and because we like it so much, we don't mind starting over again. It gives us an opportunity to try out different weapons and such. So, looking, uh, looking. But if you want to come and check out some of the gameplay, we're happy to have you over. Indeed. Well, oh, thank you, Phil, and of course, th- thank you, Pascal and Wheels and Matt for hanging out with us uh, earlier. And um, like I said, next the next show is going to be Monster Hunter Rise since we are technically celebrating Monster Hunter Monster Hunter March. We couldn't. It would have made more sense to do May, but I think we were doing something today. So yeah, um, ha- have a good rest of your day, and I hope to see you guys later. Yeah.